Now, for your listening pleasure, a strange uncle's replay. Open the gates. Usually the banter, what we do is we just talk about, have we seen some movies? What books are we reading? What's going on? Mm. Road rage. Like four or five minutes of just yeah, life. I sat parked on I-15 for fucking 15 minutes. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't. I had some asshole cut me either. off this morning. Oh, save it for the podcast, Shane. Road rage. Um, <laughs> All right. I don't have a commute. You have a really good radio voice, by the way. Yeah, well. He does. Yeah. He does. For we sure. need to. We, I need I have to show a voice, you. Not a, a face. I need to yeah. show you Light FM 100 if that's still a thing, so you can hear like the easy listening. All right, we've got Red <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer coming Red on. Red Sovine <laughs> is coming up to sing Teddy Bear. All right, Ooh. it's the top ten. Yeah. There it is. Starting like with like Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal. Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental you know governmental I don't know planes that they're And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. It's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. And we have a guest in the studio tonight. I'm Emma. Welcome, Emma. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Welcome yeah. to the Stranger Studio. So here we are yet again. Um, I guess I really don't have anything to start with other than a little road rage on your side and um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's barely worth mentioning. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Someone drove like traffic. an asshole. My drive home that should have been... 15 minutes was like 45, which still by big city standards is not much. Yeah. I feel like probably 90% of the people that listen to this are going, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's just, that's just another, that's just no, another they're day. like 45, you privileged motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got to drive 15 miles to get to Draper. And when there's one accident, it just, it's, but it's not Seattle traffic. So it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, well, that's I'm like just, a parking oh, lot. Yeah. I hate that. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, um, everybody stay out of Salt Lake so our traffic stays. That's right. Don't come here. Good. Like it sucks it. here. Yeah. It's awful. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. absolutely it's awful. I had yep. some people in the office today from Southern California, and I was complaining about commuting, and they were like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> You're such an And I was like, fair. Asshole. That's fair. Fair enough. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's too cool. Um, well, like we said, we have a guest in the studio, so uh, welcome, Thank first of all. Um, good to have you. I don't know, John. You want to kind of do some background on how we stumbled across said said guest? Or- um, John, the floor is yours. <laughs> the, oh, man, I'm feeling a lot of pressure here. Ta-da! Uh, I met Emma. She's dating one of my friends, Nick. And um, the first time I met her, I found out what she did for a living. And I annoyed the living shit out of her <laughs> by just continually for like the next two and a half hours asking her every single paw question I could possibly imagine. But she just works in a really fascinating industry that I never met anybody that does or has, has I, that done. That blows my mind. And uh, I just had so many questions. And so I decided that we needed her on the podcast. So Because I figure if I haven't, I'm sure there's got to be other people out there that haven't really heard this other side of life because we're all going to die. 
You gonna die. You gonna die. You gonna die. I hear it. I'm gonna die. So, and I mean, no, not me. We say it's. We say so. Emma, down Emma is a funeral director, a local funeral director here, and uh, it's it seems like a weird job, and we keep calling it a weird job, but really, it's it's a natural part of life, and it's a very necessary job that has to happen. Yeah. Because agree, agreed, and I, and I think if nothing else, it's one of those things where I, I mean, everybody has a job, but this one in general, yes, it's part of life; it's going to occur. But damn, how do you go? That's for me, and that's what we want to ask you because that, that's the first question that blows my mind. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I could have been anything. I could have been a, tr- I could have been a, an accountant, a doctor, a secretary, physician, whatever Boring. you want to do. But instead, yeah, instead you decide that you're gonna go the other route, way over on the other side. So I don't, you know, I don't know. That that just fascinates us. And being that we talk about anything high strangers, this kind of falls into the realm. I think it definitely does. You know? I mean. Talk about ghosts and whatnot, and I can't. I've you know, I've never even. Well, I've seen a couple dead bodies, but after people like Emma have D- know, done their magic, done, done them up, and you know they <laughs> done them up. Yeah. Um. God. Well, I mean, my first question is just how did you get into it? What 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 enticed you to do pursue this as a career? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I actually was in the beauty industry originally, mm. and I got a little bored with that. So my one of my best friends, her- Too alive for you? Is that what it is? Yeah, there's too much going on. Yeah. It's too loud. Too much wow. conversation. <laughs> Way too much. So my best friend, her dad had passed away, and I flew home for a little bit, and my uncle owns mortuaries in California. That's where I'm from. Mm. And he called me and was like, hey, I know you're spending time here. Do you want to come up to the mortuary and just see what it's like? It's like, hmm, okay. Do I? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Which was kind of bizarre because I had been afraid of dead people my whole life. Like you uh-huh. go to a funeral and you're like, I don't want to go in that room and see them. That's that's weird. So I accepted his offer and I spent the day there and... I was just fascinated. Hmm. I had kind of watched them do an autopsy embalming. And when I saw the human body in that state, I was just blown away. Now, so how old is, so this is pretty early, I would assume, right? Yeah. So you're what? I was about 21, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of starting life out of school, yeah. doing your thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Huh. Yeah. So after that, I, I came back to Utah and was like, I think this is what I want to do. Were you dating anybody at the time that said, fuck, what? Yes. Is- <laughs> okay. Just, just a right, question. Fair. Yes. You went to California, you came home, and now you want to hang out with the dead. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this just a fad? Is this going to go away? Or right. what's going on here? Absolutely. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Huh. So, so how how long is the schooling? So you came home and yeah. you were like, all right, I'm going to go to school for this. How mm-hmm. long does that take? It's two years. It's It's an associate's degree. Um, and then you take the national board exam. So there's two parts of that that you pass, and then you do your, your apprenticeship, and you have to you know, do 50 embalmings, 10 funeral services, things like that, and then you get your So license. it's almost like it's a 
like it's a it's a doctor's internship. I mean, you yeah, for sure. What happens if there's not people lined up for the said fifty embalmings? Well, you you just wait. It's a very long. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I just I don't know. That's just oh crazy. But also because yeah. it's inevitable, I, I don't think you. There's much yeah, of a waiting really line. Yeah, we didn't really run into that problem. Like a shortage time. of business. Yeah, right. Nobody yeah. volunteering for it. Oh, I'll be 47th. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Huh. I had no clue that that actually is a thing. Yeah. So, so that's two years. So you're certified for that. Mm-hmm. And then you go, is it, again, is it kind of like an intern where, I mean, you already had your place picked, if that makes sense. Like where you were going to work or did you have actually to get. Didn't. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So in school, you have to do clinicals and you get assigned a mortuary to do those at. So the mortuary that I was assigned to a couple of months down the road ended up offering me a job and that's how I ended up there. Hmm. I'll be damned. Yeah. Is that uh, the same spot you're still at or? It is. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So evidently you like it. It's been, so how many years now? Going on five. Okay. All right. So yeah. something that's steady at least. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very steady. Very steady. <laughs> it's not like it's going to be, we're going to have to lay off. Um, <laughs> nobody's dying. I'm sorry. So, this week's been dead. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, cha-ching. I found oh, a little symbol. Hey. <laughs> a little uh, funeral director humor for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hopefully it's not too dead in here, guys. <laughs> so oh, uh, what? What does an embalming entail? Like, oh, what, you're going what? right into the crux of it, aren't you? Gosh. I was going to lead up oh, into it. Am, am, I, am, I just diving, right in. am I just diving in? Maybe I'm. Sean. I want to know too, but I'm. Yeah, I, I feel I'm a virgin in this territory. Oof. Oh God, should should we ease into it? Should we? Uh, we might want to ease in a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, okay. with that being said, I, so what else on that? So you did your education. You yeah. found out it was a fit. Mm-hmm. You did your internship. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is kind of done. I does this run in the family? I guess is there anybody else that had well is her uncle or her uncle mm-hmm. other than that? I mean that no, was just, uh, me just and my bad. Uncle. Okay, so that's yep. what happened there. Okay. Hmm. Did you ever go to his mortuaries when you were a child? Like, no. have you ever had no like Never. residual so memories that, that maybe Never. that's where you're going with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that one time when you went back to yeah. California is kind of the first time you ever yeah had that experience. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched Phantasm? Any of them? No. Oh, you should. Okay. What is that? Done. Oh, it's about the tall man and murderers and dead people. And the tall man. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's okay. like an 80s thing. Sorry. Like I'm off the beaten path. But yeah, I was going to have some music lined up from the theme song. I thought nobody's going to know what this is. <laughs> so I'm not even going to worry about it. But anyway, that's cool. Um, so I have a question about, are you still just as fascinated now as you were five years ago? Like it is one of these things- we all have jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, jobs pay bills. And that's what they're there for. But there's time, and Josh, you can definitely you know, confirm this, mm-hmm. that job is done. Like, there's a point I don't – I have it because I have to do the paycheck. That's what I have to do to go through everything. What's your viewpoint? Where do you stand on that? Is this still kind of, a, I guess, a passion? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it takes a lot of – it's very mentally draining, and physically, mm-hmm. um, but specifically, I guess I would say emotionally. And so if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, it is really hard to stay around. Um, it, it consumes a lot of your time as well. You're working holidays, nights sometimes. Um, so you definitely have to be passionate about it, for sure. Is there a high turnover rate for funeral homes? 
Like, do a lot of, does it seem like a lot of people think that's what they want to do? And then six months yes. down the road, right. they're like, right. eh, no, I'm done. Yeah. Um, we're finding that with the younger generation that's coming in. Mm. They're having this expectation that it's kind of your normal nine to five job. And when five o'clock hits and they realize that they need to stay an extra four hours. You're, you're like, out of there. Eh, whether, whether it's open or not. You're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And for this reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop or cadaver drop, whatever you want to say. Oof. Oh God. Okay. That's crazy. So uh, what, what does the day in the life of a funeral director look like? You get into work. Yeah. You know, so you never really know when you're going into work, what you're going to be faced with. Um, for me, at the place that I work at, you go in, you look at the schedule for the day, any funeral services that are happening, and then you look at any calls that they've been on throughout the night. So we call them first calls, and that's when someone dies and we send our team out to go get them. Um, and so you kind of review that, see how many bodies we have now, um, and if there's any embalmings that need to happen that didn't happen during the middle of the night. So that's kind of where the day starts. <laughs> so is I'm shuddering over here. I'm sorry. I just can't. No, it's great. You're such a wuss. I am totally. Get it together. Oh, Jesus. So is that like the optimal thing for you guys to like try and get all the embalmings done overnight? Is it more of a night shift type of job? Yeah. So every mortuary is different, but okay. at our mortuary, we do require that embalming happens immediately when you get oh, back. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so I was going to, so there is a time frame then. Like, is it? A, I guess a law or it's not you, a law, but okay. um, your results are better the sooner that it happens, which makes sense. Cause I mean, yeah. Decaying happens immediately. It does start immediately yeah. and the blood settles. So then you're running into blood clots and oh, things gotcha. like that. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it harder to deal with or just harder. Well, it's harder to cover it up, I guess. Right. Or just harder to go through. So it process. makes it, it makes it harder for the distribution to get everywhere because of those clots. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. <laughs> stick a rock in a hose. It's going to be oh, a lot. Oh, if you could only Jesus, see his John. face. Oh, I just can't. <laughs> are you okay. Gonna, are you going to make it, Shane? I don't know. I'm really, I'm we, a little queasy. We may have to continue this without Dim Shane. the lights. <laughs> dim the lights. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Was there ever a time that you were backed up? Like, or let me rephrase that. Two questions. This is the first part. Okay. A time where you just absolutely, like you guys were behind for some reason, so many things, so many deaths occurred that you had to deal with it. Like almost like you're under the clock, kind of like a Black Friday thing for businesses. And or what is the, what time frame in a year? Is there anything that spikes more than something else? Okay. You stole my Does that make question. sense? Oh, did I? God damn, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> There's plenty more to come. <laughs> um. So yes, there have been many times where we, are backed up. Um, Quote, unquote. <laughs> she did rabbit ears, just for those of you who don't see the podcast. Um, there have been times where we get seven calls in the matter of two hours, oh. and they all are embalmings. And an embalming takes anywhere from two hours to four hours. And so now we've got people everywhere and trying to get that done. And then there's, there's the other side of it is the funeral services. There's been Saturdays where we have 17 funerals. Oh and my so God. Friday where, you know, you're trying to do cosmetics, you're trying to dress them, you're trying to casket them. And it's just, your brain is exploding. <laughs> well, hopefully not, not purposely, but yeah, there's that. 
Yeah, that's cr- 17 funerals in a day. Does it, uh. does, how does that feel to deal with that? Cause I mean, as professional as you can be, I know like that's got to be rough to see all these people grieving like all day long. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I was going to, that was kind of one, sorry, a question that I was going to ask though is like, is there ever a time where you kind of feel numb to it? It's like, oh, this is the 17th funeral. And like, you just kind of turn it off and I maybe, I guess, numb or just gloss it totally. over a little bit. Totally. Like, when you're in that moment where you know that you're on a deadline and you've got to get this person out to this location in 30 minutes and normally you would be spending an hour on them, you just kind of shut it all off. Wow. And at that point, it does kind of turn into more of a job bunny ears um so yeah do you ever have you ever had an experience where family members i guess cold is the word to look for because it is a job Mm -hmm. and they don't understand that i mean see this is the dichotomy that's just weird for me you have somebody who lost a loved one you know they lost a loved one it's hurtful it's you know it's harder on the living really than it is on the guy that died or the girl that died so you have them dealing with that but in your verbiage or where you're at, you know, it's a job. It's still a job. You have this to do, and this is what you have to do to get out. Have you ever had anybody really just backlash on you with that? Like, oh my God, you guys are so cold. You kind of, has that been a situation or is that usually handled a little bit differently? No, we've never had that. You have to learn how to balance things out. Mm -hmm. So protect yourself emotionally, but at the same time, offer the support that this family needs. Um, So we haven't really ever had that. If we do, that person's usually can't. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Bad for business, and also yeah. that's just a real bad thing. In well, general. because the point right. of our job is to be that rock and support for the right. family, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day. Wow. Is there any other like loose ended questions we have? We're gonna go for a break, and I think after that we're gonna dive in. And again, I think I asked you, or one of us asked you. How, what kind of a question is a bad question? Because we have a slew of them. Um, <laughs> so I think that's where we're going to go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we asked this already, but like, is there, what is it that you love about what you do? Um, It is just a very rewarding feeling. Families can be very difficult. Right. You know, they're going through the hardest. <laughs> no, so do you I. don't say, Josh. <laughs> No, like uh, I've been to a lot of funerals in my family and we're not the best people to deal with. But also you're you're grieving, you know, and so you have to give those people the benefit of the doubt. You can't just jump to conclusions of, oh, these people are total assholes. And so, um, yeah. What was the question? <laughs> what, what about it do you love? Like, do what, I love? What makes you so, want to keep doing it, I guess? At the end of the day... When you've put all of this work, all of these hours into helping this family, trying to make this the best situation for them possible, and they come to you and just say thank you, it makes right. it all worth it, right. 100%. Because you're helping them through potentially one of the most difficult yeah. times in their life. Yeah. 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 Mm. That's right. my That's my favorite part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. With that noted, we're going to take a quick break and- um, We'll come back. Stand by. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality. 
Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. Okay, so we're getting into the weird stuff now, I think, at this point. Are you ready? That's the fun stuff. <laughs> That's right. what, I didn't want to shoo-shoo you, but you took the question out of my mouth about embalming. Let's talk about what this looks like. I mean, hands have, have on. We, have we gotten here yet? Oh, we're here. Are we, it's we're your here? Time. Okay, Is that God, good? I, I guess I jumped the, the gun. The light is on you. <laughs> the light is on <laughs> Well, um, Don't go towards the light, John. Don't. Yeah. I guess I just want to know how long... And kind of what the process is with embalming, like what does what does it entail, and and why embalming? I mean, so the, I mean, obviously it's certain chemical compounds, or whatever. This is what's preserved. But when did they find out that this is the best way? Is there is that make sense? That this is the best way to do that, preserve the body. How long has it been around? I mean, I I don't know. You went to school, so that might be too much. But just the procedure to me is just crazy. Right. You know? Right. So I think it's more of it's more emotionally based. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that provides the family a moment of closure. So if you have a body that, let's say they're going to be cremated, that decomposition is starting immediately. And so you have odors, certain things that are somewhat unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Embalming um, creates kind of a safe place for the family to come and spend as much time as they need with them Um they look a lot better. Uh, usually they've had cosmetics done. Um, now, do you do that or somebody do. else? Do oh, you do, do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. of kind of the beauty background type thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of what embalming is for. Do you prefer that over cremation or really doesn't matter? Or it sounds like you embalm whether you're cremating or not. No. No? No. Okay. No, it's embalming is not required. Um, it's only required if you're having a public viewing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Things I, I didn't think I wanted to know, but here I now know them. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, do you go, is there like, do you go through a certain vein to pump it all in or? You do. So you start up at the common carotid artery um, and that's what you're injecting through. Then you open up the jugular vein. And that's what everything is coming out of. Okay. So as you push the embalming fluid in. <laughs> Keep going. I'm fine. Okay. The blood is coming out. And that's okay. kind of the process right. that you take. Oh, so it basically is a, it's a pump. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Well, there's that. Yeah. Interesting. There you yeah. go. I mean, you got to make room for what you're putting in. I guess. So blood, so some blood's allowed. I mean, or is it one of those things where you know, like when that starts working, the output is nothing but a bombing fluid, and that's where you cut it off. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. So you you go out on calls, correct? Like mm-hmm. you have to go pick up the bodies specifically yes. and everything. Um, how intense can it get when, say, you go to the scene of an accident and you have to try and prepare a body because the family wants an open casket and it's it's going to be gnarly, but it it might be possible because it's. I don't know. How intense can that get as far as cosmetics and the embalming procedure and everything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's quite the process. 
depending on what has happened. But um, so typically if someone has been in an accident, the medical examiner will go receive them and then we will receive them from the medical examiner. I was going to ask. So, right. so the autopsy is obviously first to figure out what's going on. Right. And then from, so this is weird for me. I, I, my question for people who like, is there a standard for how quick the autopsy has to happen? No. Hmm. Weird. Okay. You know, and that also depends if, if someone has been murdered, right. they could be at the medical examiner for three weeks. Wow. Yeah. It just depends. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So um, we receive them from the medical examiner and then we try to do our repair work. So let's say someone has shot themselves in the head and their skull is just. Have you had that happen? Many times. Oh, God. going to say, I'd imagine so. It's Why are we common. whispering? Now I'm like whispering. Have you had that happen? <laughs> Sorry. It feels so uncomfortable. <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah. So um, even if they're not planning on having an open casket, you still want to provide the family with a moment of closure. You want right. to have be able to provide them with a moment that they can see them again. Um, and so we go in and piece the skull back together. Um, Just like a jigsaw puzzle? Pretty much, yeah. What happens when you're hmm. missing a piece? <laughs> what, 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 what goes on there? They're all there yeah. because it's all it's all held in by right. your skin. That thing, <laughs> that pesky thing. Hmm. Okay. What is that? Yeah, right. So yeah, um, you're just hmm. using wires pretty much to wire it back together. That's my next question. We're going to get in. So let's back off of a little, give the family comfort. We get, I mean, obviously this is a, is a different subject type thing, but let's talk about the rebuilding. Like what's that process look like? What different things do you use in trying to put something back together? Okay. Wax. Use a lot of modeling wax. Okay. Um, like I said, wires. Um. That's all that I've used. Okay. Because that seems to work pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there some pause? I don't know where to go with this. I really don't. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, it's not like you're building a Lego set. It's something totally different. Um, okay. All right. So yeah, I mean, you're rebuilding people's noses. You're rebuilding yeah. their ears. You're making it look like they have an eye again. Right. All that. So you don't have to answer this. And, and if you don't, that's perfectly fine. If it's too far, I understand. What's some of the worst ones or one of the worst ones you've ran into in your five-year career that just you went, damn, that I can't, I'm not sure about this? Or is that too much? Oh, no, I I definitely can answer that. But I don't know if it applies specifically towards like an accident. Oh, no. no. I mean, that's it, it okay. doesn't, it doesn't okay. have to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It Just whatever you. Right. So the... The worst case that I have come across, um, I was a brand new apprentice and didn't have a ton of exposure to super traumatic things dealing with the body. Um, so my manager at the time was like, hey, we have this case in the other room. I need you to go in and bring her in here. So I was like, okay, great. So I walk in and we use a sheet to cover everyone just out of respect. And so I go in, I take the sheet off, and this 
individual had um, killed themselves, but they had carved words and images into their entire body Oof. before they did that. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, wow. Satanic or? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> on the line of that. Hmm. Wow. And so after that moment, I I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I, I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine. It caught me off guard. How, how long were they dead for? Or, or when they actually committed the, like it was a long time, so you have that you're doing too, or just a no, scene of the damage no. they did to yeah. themselves. Yeah. Then they committed, so they yeah. committed suicide. Was it? Um, they had overdosed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. That really. I was not expecting that at all. No. <laughs> No, really, it makes me appreciate my, hey, guys, how you doing? Glad <laughs> you're my friends. Um, yeah, makes you appreciate no, life a little bit. It was it was heavy. It and was very heavy. They were wow. all self-inflicted. Like, it, it was apparent that all of he or she yeah. carved those yeah. into themselves. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was the family like that showed up for that? Yeah, so it was an interesting situation because in my mind, I was like, how did your family not know that, you know, you were this, this dark in your mind yeah and yeah. so you kind of are like angry at the family but then you have to remember no one shows their dark side to right yeah anyone yeah, you know yeah it's um, always like oh i had no idea i was living he was right so quiet to, uh, this guy you know? exactly needless to know he was wearing somebody's face every wednesday yeah nobody knows that yeah so they actually they were very caught off guard um wow. we didn't show them any of the markings we had covered it all up um but we did tell them that there were things that had taken place that we thought it was appropriate to cover up in order to protect them yeah. emotionally. Right, right. Damn, I was going to ask what the weirdest thing has ever happened at your work, but I think you, that might you be You kind of knocked that off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being so diligent. There Appreciate you go. it. You're welcome. <laughs> Dealing with all this, has it changed your outlook on death and maybe the possibility of an afterlife or anything like that or have, yeah. Have, have, yeah 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 absolutely um i grew up believing in an afterlife um just out of curiosity if you mind what what did you grow up as i grew up lds okay okay mm -hmm. so yeah the afterlife is a big part of that I, i've heard rumors huge yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and so as i got older i stepped away from that. And as I got into the funeral industry, I still had a belief in an afterlife, you know, who I wanted to believe in it. Um, but then around 2018, 2019, um, I lost seven people in like a seventh month oh, wow. span. And wow. at that point, I started questioning everything. You know, people come to you with their beliefs and want to share things that they find comfort in. Right. And I just started to think, you know, is the afterlife something that we've created to make comfort? us feel better? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is it this like facade? Mm -hmm. You know, does it even exist? And so I don't, I still don't know where I stand on an afterlife. I don't know if it's reincarnation or it's this other dimension that we're all just hanging out in. I don't know. See, that's interesting yeah. you say that because your line of work, obviously, you see the end. I mean, to you, that's the end. 
you know, right. these people are done. Right. So to believe in something that, and still be questioning, is there more? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that kind of fascinates me a little bit. I mean, you know, you would think that, you know, this is, I, I would prescribe most um, funeral directors or morticians, whatever catalog you want to be, that they would mostly be atheists. Like we were dead and we're just warm food. We're done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of them might be, maybe. I, I don't know. What's your stand a on A lot that? of them are actually pretty religious. Are they very mm-hmm. religious? Okay. Yeah. It goes opposite way. That makes oh, sense. Crazy. Yeah, that makes was, sense to me because you yeah. see that all the time and that's your day to day. Like, I feel like since it's so in your face, you would kind of want. Hope for something some, else. Hope for something yeah, else. Yeah, I guess right I was now. thinking the other side, you know, that it would just be, no, we're done. No, you know, I, I this would, is it. Having been to a million funerals, I would say it, it seems like people that want to get into that are genuinely caring and probably from a religious background because mm. like people, God, I'm not saying this right, but uh, I don't know. It, it makes sense to me that it would be a very, it's like doctors. A lot of doctors are actually very Same thing. Yeah. Very, you know? uh, that's right. Yeah, sure. They say that every day today. There has to be something more to keep them going. Otherwise, yeah. what do you have? You know, so you're still on the fence with that for the most part. Yeah. Where do you fall just out of curiosity now with your belief system? Are you still just kind of fi- figuring it out? You don't know whether it's reincarnation, whether we have something. If, if you had to classify yourself as something, I guess, is that too much to ask? Um, or are you just kind of like, no, kudos <laughs> on you. See, right. I'm not a label guy. I hate, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, get rid of labels. I'd, no such thing as Democrats, Republicans, atheists. I'd, I don't care who you are. Just be a good person. In one that's, way or another. That's exactly where I stand. Yeah. And exactly. Okay. Fair. None of us know. Yeah. All of us can have a million different theories on it, but I think if anybody says, no, I know that it's black right. when you die. Right. That's it. You're an asshole. This is it. It's right. black when you die. I know that. Or right. I know that they're, you're going to go into the kingdom of heaven. Like, I know that. It's like, no, you don't. So mm-hmm. I think to keep an open mind, regardless if you are leaning more towards an atheistic sure. point of view or more towards... A religious point of view or kind of somewhere in between like it's good to keep an open mind i mean you can lean towards one way or the other how you feel but yeah right yeah i'm with you because even even if you look at near-death experiences like how do we know that that's an actual thing and not just neurons firing while your brain shutting yeah my my mom my mom was in a skateboarding accident when she was 14 and she flatlined for five minutes Right around there. Really? And then she wow. was in a coma for two weeks. Oh, my goodness. And then when mm. she came out of it, she had to learn how to read, learn how to write, uh, learn her family's names over again. God wow. damn. Like, like, she said she recognized, like, my aunts and uncles and her parents and stuff. But, like, she knew who they were. She just couldn't be like, that's Uncle Jim. Wow. That's, you know. Um, and then she was 14, had to learn how to read and write. But she said that when she was flatlining... She saw like she, like the bright light. Mm-hmm. She saw two figures. They were just shadowy figures that she interpreted as God and Jesus Christ. She said she begged them to stay there. It was like, I'll be a good girl. I'll be a good girl. Please just let me stay. And they're like, Nope, you got to go back. Mm. Is he and, your stories like that all and, the time? And, yeah, you know, yeah. and I believe my mom a hundred percent that that's right. what happened to her. But I just and, don't, and she may believe it a hundred percent. But I mean, what yeah. form though right. is the thing? Is that right. the mind shutting down? Like you said, is it just this, synaptics all going of on? These things going right. on. I mean, no. like, yeah, I believe that that happened to her. But 
in what form was that? Did that really happen to her? Exactly. It's not just like all this yeah. brain going nuts and shutting down. And so you're, you know, I mean, if anybody's done any type of hallucinogens, your brain can do some wild shit. <laughs> oh boy, my brain. That you, yeah, in Hong Kong, in Hong Kong, don't black tar heroin. That was probably not in the greatest shape in the world. No, so, Jesus. Yeah. Here we go again, Hong Kong. <laughs> I know it's a, it's sort of detail. Um, yeah, the only thing that's guaranteed is death, right? That is anything right. that's after that is just what you believe. Yeah. So let me ask you about your view on mortality. Like that has that changed? Obviously. Like, are you afraid of death? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Um, I used to be, but the deaths that occurred in that little span of time were all very unexpected. And so at that point I realized I could go today, I could go tomorrow. You know, I've I've picked people up from their homes that they were perfectly healthy and they went to take a shower and they just whoop, they were just gone. Yeah. And so really it's so random. You have no idea. Do you ever feel like you want to try to accomplish as much as you can before that might occur? I do. Do okay. I do that? No. Or do but we, it's a do great any thought. of us do that? Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know yeah. every day I think that I'm going to try and get a six pack and then I go, Oh, John, you have a six pack. <laughs> Shut up. In the, in the Calm fridge. Down. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, do you got another question? Because I want to start going into some of what I'm curious about. But what do you? Well, have I mean, side? I've I've got a million questions. Uh, I asked this to you the first time I met, but or we met. But is are there busy times of the year? Like I work in the bar industry, and you know, there's busy times of the year, and where these two work, they're you know, right. He works in retail to right. some degree, and you know, Christmas is crazy. Do people die a lot more in certain times of the year? They and do. Don't say Christmas. Don't say Christmas. I'm You're going to sure. say Christmas, aren't you? God damn you. Damn it. I'm she gonna, said Christmas. Oh, my God. I'm going to say right after Christmas. Oh, okay. That'll help you a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Just, right, just right suicides? So like, suicides? Um, or? We see a lot of elderly death right mm. after Christmas. A lot of the time when people are ill in that way, they're just hanging on for their family until the holidays are over. Right. Suicides are more common during the summer. That's interesting. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I would yeah. never think of that. Wow. Hmm. I don't like fucking heat. I'm going to go jump off this bridge. Like, you what? know, I don't know. We we hmm. talk a lot about it, and we try to figure out why. Um, and, you know, that that's ranging from 12-year-olds to 7-year-olds. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's really oh, okay. interesting because I, 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 I know – seasonal depression is a thing but to me i always associate it more with like winter and being stuck inside Absolutely. and it's dark Your cabin fever right. thing yeah right yeah like it's interesting that it, that's more prevalent in the so summer. as you talk about that does your company again or or your field whatever mm -hmm. try to set trends does that make sense i know that sounds kind of callous but no. okay we have we know that in this time frame we're gonna have this this time we're gonna have this we need to look at at scouting new hires or, <laughs> or right, but, right. i mean that happens right just like any other company i would assume um, we don't, we don't do that. Okay. As no flex we, staffing. <laughs> <laughs> no temps. We do have a resource in. staff that we'll reach from. What's your experience? <laughs> well, I'm a good dishwasher. I'll Can you do ya. more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we know that there's kind of busy seasons, but also between those busy seasons, we do get incredibly busy 
you know, one week here, one week there. And so we're just constantly prepared for you those You just prep moments. for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Is there ever a time where you're so backed up and say a family has already prearranged these things through your mortuary mm-hmm. or whatever? Is there ever a time where you have just so many uh, people that you have to deal with that you have to be like, well, we need to put this onto another mortuary or something? Never. No, no, <clears throat> they will not. Turn you you down handle anything. everything you yeah. can in the house. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So it's just you work more. Yep, pretty much. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's the only way. Yeah, um, we're gonna take another break, and then uh, I'm, I'm sure we're slew of questions, but I've got a couple. Uh, yeah, we creepy can see ones coming up. Five minutes. So, so bear on for the creepy because cool. this is my forte. So okay. stand by, guys. Stop this. Listen and find additional content at mystrangeuncles.com or wherever you get your pods. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us gain visibility. You can call us at 801-252-69-45. You can also find us on Twitter at Strange Uncles. On Instagram and Facebook, Strange Uncles Podcast. Close the gates. All right, and we're back. And John, you had a question. Do cadavers get boners? <laughs> After you just had this whole thing, you just summed that <laughs> up into this. I'm just kidding. Should I read you the? Yes, read the, it. The, the, I want yeah. you to read it in the most like proper voice possible. The adult, the adult way. Do cadavers have residual movement that we wouldn't expect? I.e., boners, etc. Is that better? Is it more professional? Should Much we be better. laughing about this? No, we Not shouldn't. Really. It's no. very serious. They do. They do. <laughs> do they? Do all of them do? No. So it's kind of interesting. Um, Here we go. I seem to be the only person at the mortuary that has seen said boner. <laughs> Is that for real? Experienced a boner. It, it, I mean, I feel like that proves the afterlife. Exists. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> And there we go. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, so it happens when I'm embalming. Not all the time. That sounded that sounded. Uh, okay, yeah, I just <laughs> want to clarify. All right. It's happened probably three times. And I don't know why, but when it does happen, I just step away from the table, put my hands up. Because if anyone walks in that room, I did not do it. Oh, oh my God. I never <laughs> even thought about that. There's a liability thing there. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, well, that actually brings me into another question. Um, before we get into that other question, is are there other? Does the body do other weird things? Yeah, totally. Okay, yes. let's get into those. I mean, I'm okay. sure there's a lot. Like, like yeah, kind of anyone just kind of sat up and been like brains, <laughs> brains. Probably not. Immediately <laughs> run. <a family laughs> are you <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of rumors of that, but if you think about it, um, it's actually impossible to sit up. When you're dead, because you're having to engage your abdominal muscles. Okay. So that oh. has never happened. But there's something called the death rattle. I've heard of this. I have too. Yes. So one of my first calls that I went on, we were getting the lady all shrouded in her sheet, which is when you roll them back and forth to get it underneath them. Okay. And I rolled her towards me and she made this noise. And was like, ah. 
Nope. I'm out. And that's exactly I'm what out. I did. <laughs> did you really? So yeah, did nope. you were gone. I was gone. like, oh, I'm good. Um, uh, yeah. And my coworker was like, no, it's fine. It's called the death rattle. And I was like, no, fuck that. Why don't you she's call it something a, else to make alive. it? It's called the I'm um, quitting rattle. <laughs> it's called the, <laughs> fuck that. It's called the uh, nah, nah, not going to work here anymore. Oh, my God. So, How yeah. many? T- just at once? With her? Oh or? no, it's it's happened. It, it's quite happened a few before. Times. So that, yeah. how long did it take for you to get used to that? The death after the first time. Oh fuck! Me. Once you realize it was kind of a just, common yeah, thing, and yeah, it just yeah, yeah. escaping the body or whatever. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So there's a lot of air that can get stored in your lungs, and so when you roll them towards you, it's putting pressure on their body, and it releases all of that. What about like defecation things like that? Is that a common? Oh, I hear that's a common, common. thing. Yeah. Mm. If you want to hear a story, like, I can tell you. Well, yes, duh. yes, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're so weird. Fucking parental <laughs> advisory or whatever. I mean, if you don't want to yeah. hear about ghost poop, then f- fucking uh, find another w- podcast. Wait two minutes, then we'll be on another listening? subject. Yeah, right. that's what I'm listening? saying. Yeah. <laughs> find another podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so I went on a call. Um, it was a police call. So when you get something called a police call, you know it's going to be like a very bizarre situation. Um, so you're going into it like damn, this is going to suck. Because usually they died on their toilet or they died in a super bizarre place to where the family has been like, what the fuck happened? I'm going to call the cops. Oh, yeah. So that doesn't go to the medical examiner it doesn't. first? No, oh, interesting. it doesn't. Yeah. Hmm. Um, usually if there's like evidence that they've been seeing a doctor, then it won't go oh, to the medical okay, examiner. Gotcha. Yeah. So we went into this apartment and the family's like, yeah, he's in the bedroom. Um, just head on in. So we go in. <laughs> <laughs> just head on in. Yeah. Oh, like had, it's a fun house. Yeah, ah. There we go. I had no idea what I was about to encounter. Um, this man was laying on his back, completely naked, hanging halfway off the bed. And there was feces everywhere. It was on the wall, it was on the bed, it was on the carpet, and then there was also puke everywhere. So my first thought is this this guy's been poisoned. Like he's totally been right. murdered. Yeah, yeah, like right. he couldn't control anything. Right, it was all just coming out. So yeah, that was very bizarre, which leads me to my next thing of certain certain calls that I have been on have convinced me that it would be very easy to get away with murder. <laughs> Interesting. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so <laughs> even with the like the science we have today and the forensic files that everybody watches on TV. Yeah. Really? Yep. <clears throat> really? Are you going to enlighten us or no? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I've been plotting. I just can't figure out a weasel way to get around it. So uh, no, I'm totally sure. Um, I was going to so say, really... now that's on record. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, right. So step one, don't say shit like that yeah. into a microphone. <laughs> I'll be HBO, HBO documentary later on. There you go. Oh. So yeah, um, really all you need is evidence that you've been seen by a doctor recently hmm. and hmm. the rest is history. And they'll just send you straight to the funeral home. And So you were pretty suspicious about, about this guy's death. I but was super Right suspicious. from the get-go. But wow. You know, we walked nothing. in and the family's like, I don't know, we just found him like this and his wallet is underneath of his car in the parking lot. And I don't know, but like the police came and they cleared it. And I was like, 
Are you sure that they cleared this? Yeah, I swear they cleared it. So okay. What hmm. was it? Really? Yeah. And just no more further investigation. No more. That was it. No actual autopsy that of the was body. It. Nothing. Wow. That's to be fair, I'm pretty sure that's how I'm gonna die. Just just shit <laughs> to <barf laughs> myself <everywhere>. to death. <laughs> just <laughs> just going in. Me. He's in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. He scratched like uh I'm not you know, coming. He lived how he died. <laughs> yeah. He lived how he did. <laughs> Welcome, guys, in poop on the wall. Like he wrote it. it in there. It's fine. Yeah, that's good. I feel like I know you so much better now. Oh, yeah, you're my welcome. God. That's <laughs> so there's the only weird case that you had, though, or, or I guess that weird. That oh, they... there's been many weird cases, but yeah. So on that one, what was, so you had it in your mind that maybe this was foul play. I hate For to sound sure. like a, a, you know, a clue fucking board game. but No, right. but you got to yeah. at least say it like Columbo. Never mind. Keep going. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I have no clue. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, Shane. I know Columbo, but I don't know what he says. Oh, he just talks like Peter Falk. Anyway, oh. go on. Oh, okay. Again, yes. <laughs> a moment, a moment. So you took him to the the funeral home mm-hmm. and then just, there was nothing. You just there did the, nothing. the, there's nothing you can do. But in the back yeah. of your mind, this was always, you're all, obviously it's still oh, in yeah. your mind. Yeah. Because the family had told us, Crazy. well, you know, there was Crazy. a little drama between like they already this had a person story. in the family yeah. and him. And so we don't know like if he had come over. And I was like, what the fuck? Really? Like, do you realize that you're telling me that like this family member could have come over and like done this? And did yeah. you, so yeah. did you tell that to your management or your, like, oh, hey, we look, for sure I, talked about it. And you kind of bent her back and forth. For sure. And I'm sure they're in agreement with, hey, yeah. this is just. Right. Wow. But I mean, there's mm. nothing you can do. Yeah. Can you, you not know? like call the police gonna... back up and be like, I think you might have missed something here. Not <laughs> yeah, to tell you how to do your exactly. job, but <laughs> that's not like an asshole. Job, I mean, here's the deal. <laughs> I mean, has that ever happened? Have you ever needed, like, would the police even listen to you if you called them or like, hey, I think you need to go re look at yeah, this? Yeah. How's that relationship look like when you're dealing with, because obviously you're dealing with them often. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I imagine there's a rapport there, but has it ever been, like John was saying, where it's the other side where you, you guys had some input or info back to? For sure. Yeah? For sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we definitely have called them and been like, hey, the family told us that you cleared this. We just want to make sure that that's, that that's true. How often does that happen? Before you like mess with the scene yeah. or anything? Yeah, yeah. before right, we even right. take them into our care. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often. Right. But when it does, we're Weird. hands off. Not going to touch anything until we. Wait, because it's a whole liability at that point. Oh yeah. 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 Um, well, and if you drain the blood and embalm them, then you're just you've messed everything. Yeah, you up. just all well, yeah. all your evidence is gone. Yeah, yeah yep. exactly. Exactly. You're back to square one. Yep. And and I'm not a true crime guy, but that does fascinate me. Like that's yeah. just ah. We weird. just had a case like that today, actually, where you know they had had the family gave us permission to embalm them, but the medical examiner was like, no way. Like really? We've got to come pick them up first. Yeah. And here you are on our podcast. Here I am. After the- <laughs> breaking news. It's crazy. crazy. Really. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. wild. Um. So I want to get a little weirder. I was going to say you I read like my mind, it. sir. I guess. Um. One of the questions I had is: Are you ever afraid of anything following you home? <laughs> Attachments. No. Like, like, okay, so you, they're dead, they're dead, as far as you're concerned. Right. Have you had any experiences of seeing things or something from a, 
a body you're preparing or anything like that that just gave you this back of your instinct. Does For that sure. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't seen anything, but I've definitely felt things. Um, we had a case a couple years ago of a child abuse case, Ooh. and those are really hard. And so I walked into the room and immediately felt this heaviness, right? Yeah. But my first thought is, okay, am I feeling heavy because I know what happened to her? Or am I feeling heavy because her energy is in this room? Now, just to clarify, you're talking about where you are finding the body. You're collecting. I'm at the mortuary you, you, at this point. Oh, you're at the mortuary. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I haven't ever seen things, but I've felt things a lot that have given me the heebie-jeebies for sure. Um, and that plays into also sleeping at the mortuary. Wait, oh what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> you sleep there for what reason? Um, yes. Just to be calm? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like my little <laughs> sanctuary. Is it one of those things where you're just so busy, sometimes you got to, it's just been a hard night type thing? Or? No. So if oh. you're on call, oh. then it's easier to sleep at the mortuary than to sleep at home. Because it, Fuck it, that. <laughs> no, it makes sense. You have your, like a, oh, it makes sense. Like uh, a right. fire station, right there. Right. You can just right. get up and go do your thing. It's yeah. way more efficient. Yeah. yeah, it's like firefighters staying yeah. at the fire station. What's yeah. it like driving a hearse, by the way? Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a badass. Got do you guys have by one when I was getting off the freeway Fuck yeah, today. we do. <laughs> Cadillacs? Cadillacs. Or? Nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I bet those things. Okay, so back to the story about the energy. Sorry, don't mean to sidetrack Okay, no, yeah, so... Um, when I've slept at the mortuary, terrifying, terrifying. How often do you have to do that? Oh, not very often. I only volunteer once in a while. Right. But when I do, I know it's going to be a shitty, shitty night. Do you think that's just psychosis or that there's something there? Honestly. I've talked to other directors and they have said the same exact thing. That's, and if you think about I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of impossible to not have all of this energy residing there mm -hmm. from all of the deceased that we have there. I mean, we're holding yeah. 30 bodies at a time, right? right. right is it so. like, like what about it is terrifying and creepy? Like, is it like, are you seeing and hearing things? Is it just an uneasy feeling like night terrors, like shadow person I would say stuff. sleep paralysis. Okay. And Ooh. the fear of like waking up and I'm going to see someone. So the door that we have, we have an apartment on the third floor, yeah. which is where you stay. The door to that bedroom has a window in it. Why? Fucked up, right? Why would you do that? My biggest fear is I'm waking up and there's somebody standing, okay, so, someone standing so, there. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. So, so this is... So let's put this in perspective of sorts. You're not bothered by your job. You're not bothered by what you do. Obviously, you enjoy what you do. Right. You do it every day. The right. embalming and everything else. So you're not like you're a common, I, I, I guess, commoner. You know, common folk that doesn't I'm deal a, with that every day. I'm a commoner. Because some of us do deal with <laughs> that every day to a certain point. But this is what you do for a job. So to back that up and actually have that fear instilled in you while you're there because maybe you're feeling that energy is that it literally, it would be different if you're just some Joe Schmo off the streets and you, you felt something, but that's not the case here. Right. That's what makes it intriguing. 
because maybe there is something. Right. And they talk about, you know, I've had this argument for years where, you know, they go, oh, well, a cemetery is the safest place to be because they died here and they moved here. But there's still energy transference to a certain point, I, I, my theory, and I think maybe that energy doesn't go away. It's kind of like a battery draining. Right. And so who's to say that some residual that didn't drain right. there? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Thoughts? Is that just crazy? I'm still hung up on the window and the fucking door. Yeah, I don't get that either. <laughs> I don't get that either at all. Uh, yeah, because when I was a kid, I was afraid to shampoo with my eyes closed. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. once I woke up, I didn't want to be in the shower completely yeah. naked, vulnerable. Wake up. <laughs> And there's some guy being like, hey, Johnny. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Did you sleep yeah. in the shower a lot? Parmesan John, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but after I heard that, uh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> if you guys get that song stuck in my head, I swear oh, to God. Oh, it's already well, there. Well, my dad, my dad used mm -hmm. to buy me Time Life classic, like hits of the 80s. And then I heard that song when I was a kid and it. It terrified me. I don't know why. <laughs> well, as your it's because it was an awful song, John. That's why. Well, that's a pretty good song, but <laughs> yeah, that is one of Eddie Murphy's best performances. But I mean, I can Gosh. I can see it. Just reminds me of like sleeping in a bedroom and having a clear thing through the door. Like, oh yeah. yeah, that ain't right. It's horrible. Has anybody else brought that up to like the man in charge or the I mean, woman in yeah, charge? Can you at least frost the window or something? Maybe. <laughs> I, I think guess I could she's like me. I think yeah. if I was sleeping there, I'd just get like I don't know how big the window is. I'm picturing like an eight by ten window, and I'd just put a piece of paper over it and be like, or maybe I put my Ooh. own face in there my and just pride, be done with my it. My pride is too high. Oh, <laughs> but, but what about what Shane said? Where like maybe just like print out a picture of your face and put it in the window. <laughs> just it, yeah. That's even more so. terrifying. Who wants to wake up to their own fucking no, no, face? No, 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 facing out so that <laughs> oh, okay. if right. anyone comes to fuck with you, they're like, oh my god. <laughs> That's Emma, fuck. She's been up all night just staring through that fucking window. Weirdo. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. Yeah. Is no. there a thing in the industry where funeral directors try and prank each other? <laughs> like toilet paper the caskets or what are you talking <laughs> or about? Or like fuck with you like Like, the I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a, a glass thing in the door. Like, oh, are they going to like sure. throw, like sure. kind of wake you up with a knock and then all of a sudden put... A creepy face For on sure. a stick or something, you know. So what I we mean? have like, a super old fashioned elevator. Nope. And, <laughs> and it has this gate, you know, that you have to pull first, uh -huh. and then you close How the door. How old is this building you're oh, in? God. Is it? A Why does it sound like a horror is movie? It like it's a, a freight elevator. Yep. Like is that what you use to bring coffins up and down? Eighteen hundreds. And, and this old. is local downtown. Yes. Salt Lake. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Stop wow. trying to dox her work, dude. I know. I just—it's weird. It's cool. So yeah, um, one time I was taking a casket up to the second floor and my coworker, I was coming back down and they just stuck their face in the little window opening. You and son of a bitch. Coming down slow, slow, slow. I would have been, been done. his face and freaked the fuck out. Yeah. It was over. It was over. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't. No. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Oh, that's crazy. I, yeah, I feel like that's probably why I couldn't be in that industry is because- I think I'd fuck with people all the time. Yeah. It's hard it, not to. Yeah. It's hard. Well, I mean, I mean you got to have pranks at work one way or another, well, but that's, I mean, that takes us a whole nother level. Like at yeah. the end of tours and everything, like the thing is like you guys have been traveling for the last like four, six, eight, ten weeks or something. Right. And it's like, all right, we're going to get these guys. Yeah. We need these guys. So yeah. 
in some way, shape, or form, you fuck with this other band that you've gotten along with this whole time. So right. and stick I feel a like cadaver in their van for no apparent <laughs> reason. <laughs> I feel like with funeral directors, they experience yeah. this. Like, this is our driver. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, that's typical of any job. Like when you spend time with people doing serious work and you got to let a little bit you're of You're going to have off. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the hardest thing for me being in that situation would be to not do that at a very inappropriate time. Oh God. Oh, like does anyone ever try to like crack you up while you're in the middle of like a service or something? And you're just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh my God. Or you're embalming and somebody unplugs the equipment or some shit like that. Then what do you do? Oh, you just plug it back in. Oh, (laughs) I guess that's not very exciting. Come on. Come on. (laughs) No. Yeah. Um, so our, they're called our resource staff and they're men that are in their 70s to 80s. Ooh. And at that point, oh, they become They're the very, resource staff. Yeah. Okay. They become very numb to yeah. death, right? right? At that point, it's all fun and games, yeah. I'm assuming. So they're also because they're there. close to it. Yeah. So yeah. there was actually one situation. We were, we were at the cemetery and the family wanted to release these white balloons. We're like, okay, great, let's do it. So we go, we release them. They're floating up into the air. And my coworker leans over to me and he's like, doesn't that look like just little sperms floating through the air? Jesus Christ, guy. (laughs) I lost my mind. How do you keep a straight straight face with that? I had to turn around. (laughs) Um, I got a question about... um, cadavers and skeletons because obviously the medical industry still uses live skeletons to a certain point i, I would Absolutely. think or, or, yeah so what's that ratio look like like if you have i would assume it would have to be somebody that you know knock on wood doesn't have a family or is not claimed like well, what's that scenario look like if you signed up to be a donor on your driver's license or you do that yeah no true right. true yeah, yeah. yeah so if you've signed to be a donor on your driver's license um usually they're just taking long bones which are legs, arms, and then yeah. they're taking any organs inside. Um, but we still have the body. Oh, okay. Yeah. A situation that you're referring to is if someone would donate their body to science. Right. Which has to be, the permission has to come through the family. Right. So. Have you had that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not very often, how but every you, now and then. Um, how would you donate your body to science? Like sign a paper. Sign Why a paper. Why are you but, asking, John? Well, because that's Would what I want like to do. Would you like to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. Which yeah. brings me to my my next question. Oh, yes. What would you guys like to do when you die? Uh, I'd like to donate my body to science. Why? Because I don't give a shit what happens to my cadaver. But yeah, what well, about the survivors? Touche, madam. That's a good question. What about your family? What she is got Tori going to bury? What yeah. about Tori, John? A, a stuffed bear? I mean, they, can, ha- they can have a service just without, they can have a thing, but I'd rather- How much wax do you go. have? Can you make a full figure So interesting thing enough, you can have a service and then donate your body afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what yeah. I want to okay. do. Yeah. Okay. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be the. I wouldn't mind doing that as long as enough of my body's worth something. Well, 
I probably think, not. I think anybody's. I'm trying to beat the shit out of as quick as I can, so I don't know. I mean, wouldn't so. anybody be worth something? Like they got to take the ad for the non-smoking thing. Like, not look true. at these lungs; yeah. they're horrible. Yep. How are they going to get those lungs? Yeah. Exactly. Without? I'm an organ donor. I want them to look at my liver and be like, "This is what happens when you're a fucking well, idiot." Well, this is fucking <laughs> useless. <laughs> yeah. This is this is ten years oh, of just God, nothing but it. abuse. <laughs> I don't know. What do you Good guys? God. What do you guys really want to do? Oh, I'm an organ donor. I want to help as many people with my useless but then, flesh as I can. But then afterwards, like cremated after buried. I'm dead, after and you've I've given donated. away my body. After you've donated, oh. you're either gonna get cremated oh yeah, or cremate the fuck out of me. Don't Oof. waste money on That's a intense. on a fucking coffin. Don't cremate the fuck out of me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a button on her thing that just literally says cremate the fuck Hot out of me. Hell, please. It like burns up the heat that much more. <laughs> Yeah. Cremate, cremate the fuck out of me. Hot as hell, please, because that's Oof. probably where I'm headed. <laughs> um, no, uh, my girlfriend is very claustrophobic, and she has made me promise on like thousands of occasions that she will not be buried. Okay. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same way. Like, I mean, I'm not. It's not that I'm afraid. I'm just like, take what you can use and then just burn it. Well, right. and then that's the whole thing. What a waste of space. And that's a question for you. What do what, what do you look at like that? We're traditions. You know, you have these these cemeteries, these graveyards, and and mausoleums, and get, Jesus, why? Why do we do? I mean, I know oh, why wait, we do no, that. No, I want to be put in a very beautiful urn and stuck somewhere in a yeah, fucking tiny, mausoleum. tiny, not this huge. Right. Yeah, I mean, know, I want to be this thing in the ground. I'm right. just saying, I don't even care. Goddamn, I'm being Thank selfish, you, John. John. <laughs> you're yeah. you're really a downer, sir. I just kind of I'm just man. Yeah, if I'm dead, I'm dead. No, I. I mean, I get it. Let it burn, for real. Let it but, burn. Well, I'll Did be a R. phoenix when I die. So. Ooh. Oof. Oh wait, no. I'm yeah, sorry. Why he's sorry. why he was peeing on somebody at the same time? <laughs> Emma, he I'm was talking sure. about chlamydia. Okay. <laughs> Goddamn. Don't get your weird fetishes Usher. confused. It was Usher. He wasn't on this level. <laughs> anyway, um, what about we, you, yeah. Shane? What about me? Um... I don't mind. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if I can help somebody, that's awesome. I don't want to be buried in the fucking ground. That's dumb. Why? Why take up the space? Why take up the land? It's just retarded. I never got that. So yeah, if they can use something, by all means. And then just yeah, like you said, put it on high, turn on the broiler, be done with it. What about you, Emma? What about me? Um. So I used to be very pro burial, and then I had someone very very close to me die, and. At their funeral, you know, we had done all of it. We went to go eat. And then I went back to the cemetery at night. Yeah. And the the grave hadn't been completely filled yet. Oh. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, he's just laying there. And I'm supposed to, like, walk away and leave him? Yeah. And that's when it all changed for me. Yeah. And so, yes, like, it's such a waste of land. What are we doing? Just, like, burying dead people. Inland, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's also very disturbing once you know someone very close to you and you're like, oh, they're just going to hang out underground forever. Forever. Right? And there they are. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm more on the side of, yeah, I mean, I want people to come say hi to me. Why not? Right? Yeah. But- but burn me after. Put me in a bottle. Give me a little. <laughs> but you know, give me what? a little sign that says this is where this awesome dude is. Please leave money, and then um, please leave money. I like how he adds that. 
Money for who? Is it like a little orange? Just just leave money. I don't give a shit. Like where you're at, it's like a little orange sprinkler sign. Basically, he'll be a greedy dead man. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever watched A Christmas Carol? I'm Jacob Marley. Whoa, touche. Marley and Marley. God, is this turning Muppets. into a musical? Yes. Maybe. Don't jinx um, us. I want, I want the urn to be like a Buddha statue, like tip jar. Oh, it can be whatever you want. You know. I uh, used to say that when I got cremated, I'd like to be thrown in the bitter. <laughs> shut up, dude. The bitter river, and then the because bitter that's where river. the bitter root. Because that's where I grew up at Montana. Oh, okay. It's a river that flows through. Okay. But then my wife, um, she blatantly has said, "I'm not going to fucking do that much work." I'm like, "Oh, well." I just. Then maybe just sprinkle me about. I, I just know. honestly, right. I honestly, I've thought about this a lot for some reason, but I just honestly, you creeping me out, John. Care, I yeah. Just honestly, but you don't know, you don't because you know what? You have a so this is a whole thing too. And we talked about this in the very beginning of this podcast was your views on afterlife reincarnation, how that changed. I mean, that's some of it. So you know, we're just this is just a vessel that's around, right? What else is behind that? That's really the importance. Right. You know, if there's something there that's us, our soul, our makeup, our, you know, the, the neutrons in a space, whatever that means, um, there's more to it than just our body. I think we just trivialize what we are here so much right. more. And I think we do it because of tradition and because we have family and people care. And I mean, yeah. my mom and dad, no offense, not sound creepy. They're right out there in the antique cabinet, you know, cremated. And, like um, you know. It is what I think, it is. I think what so. happens to you after death is more important for the people that survive you rather than absolutely what Amen. absolutely yes, it what it is what happened what you actually want. Yeah, because, absolutely. Yeah. I always say I want an Irish wake. That's I'm not Irish by any stretch of imagination, but man, celebrate my death. Don't you know? Cry over it. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Or a Viking so. burial. Ooh, oh, that'd be I, badass. Can I change? I want to change my answer. <laughs> Yes. You're welcome. I would uh, say like Hunter S. Thompson being ocean, blasted out in space. That too. That That's too. badass. Yeah, that I, I want to be thrown out on a canoe, on a pyre of wood, and I want to have a man shoot a fl- a man or a woman, doesn't matter, shoot a flaming arrow into that. And hopefully they'll hit the I first want time. That like, to, <laughs> I want 18 arrows later. I want, <laughs> fucking John. I don't want to have to the old guy be like, get out of here. I'm going to take this. <laughs> Finally do it. Uh, on Bear Lake. I want that oh. to happen, but in okay. space. In yes. space. Touche, yes. sir. I want the Viking funeral in space. I hear they can make us into diamonds now, too. They Isn't can. that something? Yes. What? Yeah. Yes. They can actually crush your cremated remains your down cre- into a diamond. Yep. We're made of carbon. Really? Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That so and tattoos, they're putting people in tattoos. I've, I've heard. I've heard of that, people wanting their ashes yeah. getting tattooed in them. Let's cover that. So what is that? What's the different ways nowadays that, I mean, you know, we mentioned diamond right. tattoos. What else is out there that's- Oh, man. I mean, people being grown into trees. I'm down with that. that. That's yeah, a that's a cool. way into Which that. Which actually, I like that one, right? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You're going back into the environment. Yeah, and um, that yeah, I would I would like that because also then if I ever get logged, maybe I'm helping build someone's home. There you go. That I can haunt. And then there's like <laughs> you always have an agenda, <laughs> don't you, motherfucker? All right. Always an agenda. <laughs> well, duh. My name's Josh Stoll. Of I am course. in business, sir. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and then there's the other side of it, like the Breaking Bad shit, where you're gonna 
melt someone's body into liquid. Oh, and yeah. that's that's a little funky. What? Yeah, that really? sounds uh, dangerous in like a biohazard kind of way. Hmm. And not it's a little funky. I'm not super into it. Is that is that a is that very Hollywood or is that a possible thing? Because I know people are we like, actually offer it. Oh, really? Really? But, well, but oh, so the liquid's then stored in like a vial or something. Mm-hmm. It's called alkaline hydrolysis. I mean, that name sounds how rad big is the vial? Does it depend depend on how big the person is? I is don't know dumb? because no one has bought it yet. Really? <laughs> and that's put me on that list. <laughs> I want to be the first one well, to do that. That's I interesting. Got you. Okay, so I'll help you on your way. <laughs> well, thanks for the Ooh. vote of confidence, sir. God damn, dude. So you haven't seen what? What would the uh, electro or alkaline, whatever you said? What does that go into? You so, haven't you haven't seen that? It's yet? like a cool green no. cylinder, like uh, the Son yeah. of Satan type thing. So no one has no one has bought it yet. So, but we have the setup for it. So you stick the body into this chamber that is locked uh, and hopefully. you're putting certain fluids in and it just completely melts. Can we go on a field trip? I mean, <laughs> yes, I think can. that would be awesome. I would love to see the, I uh, do. I though it, it liquid. I'm asking. I don't know. No, I think I don't you'll know. chicken the fuck out. It oh, I, I totally the bones. Yeah. Really? Everything. Yeah, how how long is the process? Oh, I think it's a few hours. Only a few. Have hours. you tried it with like a mouse at first, or something that's smaller? No, no. You just no set up for that. Yet. How many places do that? Do you know? Not a lot. Okay. Not a lot. I think we're maybe maybe the only one in Utah, or one of two or three. So this is a pretty new thing within yeah. the yeah industry. So let me sum this up. So you work for a local. Yeah. You've been around for a long time. You have your mortuary in a old 18th century building, yep. like you said, and you have the new technology to liquefy people. Yeah. This is a horror movie. <laughs> this is a horror movie. This is no, what this uh, is. It's a specific John Carpenter horror movie <laughs> called Prince of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I had one uh, question kind of Have you heard of any uh, mortuaries? Have you ever heard of anything unethical happening in this industry? Mm, that's a good one. That's yes. a really good one. Many times. Many times. Many times. What kind of unethical things have you heard and or seen? I would say the most common is a funeral home telling the family that they have cremated their loved one and they actually haven't. Oh, and, and they're then... filling the urn up with. Who knows what? I heard those about this a few years ago. Stored for what? what to like sell to like? Oh no, it's just a way of them to save money. Storing them is cheaper than burning them. Because how much is it to do a cremation then? Or it, if you want to share that, okay. According to the mortuary, um, for us, it's about three thousand dollars. Okay, versus burial. Twelve thousand. Okay, it's a lot right. cheaper. Yeah, but it's still, it's this is where you save money by not actually burning the body, but then by you not store running it. your equipment, right? Yeah, I mean, do that's they just, really that's a pretty hefty. Do they bill. wait until they have a bunch to do and then do that, or do they just store them forever? From what I've heard, they are just stored. So I heard there was a place Damn. back east wow. that literally they. 
again, to save cost, and, and this is three years ago, they would burn bodies together. And so the loved right. ones were getting ashes right. that weren't the right ashes. They, they were just to save it. It was doing it as a, as a surplus type Absolutely. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. See, that's to me, that's the most unethical thing you could do. Double sign Absolutely. me up for when you're Viking dealing with space funeral. Cause then I know I'm, I'm going to look burnt. at a liquefied thing okay. because that's really cool. All right. I got you. We'll pre-plan that. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, Tap, I'll start tap the brakes on that. I'll start investing now. Quite yet. It's going to be expensive. <laughs> because it, with my way, is if I plan my funeral now, I'm dead in a week. So I just, let's put that off somewhere else. That's so totally are these, are that's these, you. And when I make plans, they never happen. So <laughs> yeah, so what it is. I'm going to live forever. Every time I make plans, they always come to fruition. So yeah, don't jinx Agreed. Me. I agree. So, so wow, are these crazy. different mortuaries that are doing that getting caught because of their employees kind of blowing the whistle? Yeah. Yeah. For good sure. good for them. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's And it's that's it's so hard horrendous. because, you know, then it gets into the media. Right. And now it creates a really bad image for the yep. rest of us. Yep. Right. Now you guys look even more creepers than right. you already are. And we have to rebuild that trust of the family right. all over again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Yeah. Like if if there's one bad actor that kind of paints an industry that's already looked at a little bit askew with right. a really big brush. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Anything else like that? That's weird. <laughs> As I get right up on the microphone. <laughs> very, very close to that mic. Um, I would say that's the most common. And what was the last time, when did that happen last? I mean, recently? Last or? year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, other wow. than that, there's situations where, um, so you have something called pre-planning your funeral which is when people come in, you know, they give you the funds right. and then two years down the road, everything's taken care of, right? Yeah. So there have been funeral homes that have taken, those Those are supposed to go into like a trust fund and you right. don't touch them yeah. until the death has occurred. Yeah. But the, the funeral homes have taken that and just spent all the money. Wow. So that when the family comes in, there's nothing. Who so, foots the bill? Yeah, well, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I'm sorry fine. to interrupt you. Who foots the bill when you don't have a family and there's no one to pay that? The government. The government yep. just pays that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, that's what I figured. So, what do you do with that? Do you follow it, through with either cremation or burial, or is it still like Potter's Field or whatever? So, there's actually a, a funeral home that's licensed with or not licensed, contracted with the government, and they take all of those cases. Yeah. So, if we pick someone up that we've found has had no family, no funds, nothing, then we'll transport them there. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, good one last question. I'm very creepy, and then I think I'm I'm done because wow, I'm I'm I feel spent. I mean, you really have. It's okay, just, Austin it, it's, Powers. It's, oh, it's just oh amazing. Goodness. It absolutely is amazing. Um, how many people really, when we talk real life situations, how many people really prep for death? They know it's you know it may be you know twenty thirty years down the road, but they come in, they put it down, they have a plan, they have everything worked in. How many people actually prepare for what they know is going to happen? Right. I would say it's becoming more common. Yeah. But very few. Is that crazy? When you know very it's going to occur. Mm. So few. why not plan now? Which right. um, I know. think most people 
just like you just said, don't want to plan now because once they make a plan, it's going to happen. Well, it's right. too morbid. I mean, why are they going to think like that? You know, right. you hey, you're 40, you're 30, you're 50. You know, there's nothing. I, my girlfriend's family has an entire plot and it keeps All getting bigger. Out. But I, yeah. yeah. They have definitely planned this yeah. little piece of land. They're all yeah. buried. Yeah. For um, sure. We just went to a funeral recently and all of a sudden it was like, there were random people around. This one lady uh, related to my girlfriend asked her where her mother was in relation. And I was just like, are you kidding me right now? I'd same thing in my family and my dad's side. Like they have it all mapped down there somewhere, but it was just like, does that, is that important right now? Yeah. While we're here. Yeah, but it's weird because it is like literally they bury one on top of another for space. But it's not important to that person. So I have a question. um, Obviously I've had a million questions, but what do you think about the way we deal with death in our society in general? I think it's very bizarre. If you look at other Fair. other countries out there, they dispose of their loved one and it's done. But here we have such an emotional attachment. Right? And we want to like we want to see them looking alive. We want to see them looking better than they did when they died. Is, I mean, that because, is that because we're selfish and we want our potentially. thing? You know, so. that's one of the most common things that I hear is they walk into the room and they say, they look so much better than they did when they died. Damn, really? Like, yeah. Because I've look, never been to a funeral where I thought they looked better than mm, they did yeah. when they were alive. You're not, you're not going to Emma, dog. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, simple as that. I mean, it's as simple as that. Fair enough, but I mean, they still look dead, which is- Well, well, see, that's my thing. Like I, So I personally have never been, I've been at funerals, my granddad, well, most of my family, to be honest with you. Um, I could never look at the casket. I just just can't, you know? As much as I'm into that side and I've seen other things that nobody can, all this other stuff, I, that real life version of death right in your face, I can't, I can't handle, I never have been to- now, if you're a ghost, I'm fine because you already went through that and you're over here. I'm cool. <laughs> if you're in this situation, That's so I just I just don't get it. I just don't. I to me, I and I think maybe it's a mortality thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's how do you look at yourself? You know, it could be you in that coffin. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that person. They walk, they talk, you play cards with them, you right. have Christmases with them. So I understand the emotional attachment, but at the same time, I do understand that that is weird. For different cultures, do it a lot quicker of that pull away they know it's coming and they accept it i i, I guess i well, guess we just yeah. don't they you know? i mean maybe they talk about it a lot more here in the united right. states we don't talk about death it's kind of like sex yeah. it's yeah, the same we, thing we you know someone someone has lost someone and they're grieving mm-hmm. what's your first reaction like i don't know what the fuck to say to them yeah, yeah. Right. right right totally and yeah instead of going cool did he go well well i mean was it was it quick no yeah. but it, i mean you know? like even like years later when we did our like episode about how we all got together and started this ridiculous mess mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah my mom died a few years ago like that was really weird to bring up i remember everybody that. I was got watching kind of weird about it, yeah. about it right. and it was like 
it was in like 2011. Like it's okay. Yeah. Right. You know, like. Well, it, same it thing sucks. with me. Like for the record, for I didn't feel weird about it. Uh, I felt like Jesus, you shit prick. got weird. But, <laughs> but you already knew. I did already. So yeah, I like, I don't know. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like it, it comes up and, and, and whenever I like not to be disrespectful, but just in passing because it's a thing that's happened in my life and I say that to somebody, they're immediately like, oh, fuck, I'm so yeah. sorry. And I'm like, it's okay. It, right. it happens. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Right. Yes, I'm still hurt about it because it's my fucking mom, but at the same time, it's been a minute. I've collected myself. Thank you for your sympathies, but also like we don't need to make a day of it like, right. let's just move well, on with our lives. My mom and dad are both deceased. And within like three years of one another, I've got an aunt and uncle left that's alive that are the blood that I know. I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of, I don't really have a lot of family, you know, and, I've, yeah. oh, and I'm an only child and I'm, you know, I, it, I'm like a nomad at nature and it just, you know, it, it's different for everybody. And I think everybody's different viewpoints. Having you on and having you talk about that and discuss what that looks like. I mean, that, I mean, yeah, you know, we got into the bizarre stuff, but but I think it really, it builds reality to a point that you can't, I mean, you know, this is going to happen. And somebody right. that like you, that deals with this every single day. Yeah. Just number one, kudos on you because I, you can't fucking give me that job. I don't care how much you pay. <laughs> I don't care how much you pay me. You just can't do it. Shane so will run screaming the second the apartment door with the window closed. Oh my God. I would have, yeah. That window, first of all, and that fucking door. Yeah. Nope, nope, I'm blocking that. <laughs> yeah, stuff in all away. fairness, I would have yeah. a hard time with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that at all. Um, thank you, Emma, oh, very man. much for being thank on. You. I mean, it's amazing. Hopefully, we'll have you on again. And 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 what we do, um, I think know, a follow up yeah. thing on this yeah. would be be sweet. Yeah, yeah I, I just sure. yeah, it just absolutely blows our proverbial minds and and what this looks like as a, as a as a career. And oh, for you to be you. open and come on, really really cool. Absolutely. Really cool. So my goal is to just open people's minds a little bit about it and start that conversation. Yeah. Because it just isn't happening a lot. Yeah. You know? Mm. I think it's hard for a lot of people. It I think is, it's really absolutely. tough. So, anyway. Well, and that's why I say this isn't a weird conversation we're having. This is like a... Well, parts of it. I mean, I mean, conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean we kind of went weird here and there. Weird. Uh, I mean, but hey, you know... That was my idea. Sorry, cool guys. idea. As, as just a whole, like, we gone. So, like, there's nothing weird about it. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's the most natural, normal thing in the world. Yeah. Even Agreed. though some, some cases are worse than others. Right. Yeah, for sure. You live and then you die. That's yeah. our saying at work. Yeah. So if anybody listening wants to, um, questions for Emma, wants feedback, whatever on this episode, by all means, uh, you can go ahead and write us at strangejuggles at gmail.com. You can check out our website at mystrangejuggles.com. Um, call us with not only just this interview that we've done, and, and thank you again for being in Stranger Studio, um, but any questions you have about um, death, I, mean, I guess as where as that sounds, uh, you can call us at 801-252-6945 and let us know. Uh, you can also find extra bonus content at patreon.com slash strangeuncles. We have a lot of bonus stuff that we did last weekend. We're going to be working on some stuff. Some more stuff soon. Um, it's real great. There are a bunch of different levels you can uh, access it at. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff in the gun. So yeah. I think we're good there. We got some yeah. new stuff coming in. So it's real fun. Check it out. Posters, stickers, merch, 
episodes, you name it. Yep. And for those of you who are already a Patreon fan, um, in the short, what, first of February that we Two signed up. That yeah. Done. Um, thank you. Thank you very much for being yeah. part of that. I mean, that, uh, that shows us a lot. So eternally. Thank you. Yes. yes. I appreciate it much. So, so anyway, awesome. Thank you for being a guest. Thank, thank you, Emma. You. Thanks, so Emma. Good. Close thank gates. You.